0: Hello, this is Nikda from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Saturday, the 18th of January. After five long months of the communication lockdown, voice and SMS facilities have been restored on all prepaid mobiles across the Union Territory of Jammu and Kashmir. The administration also allowed 2G internet connectivity to white-listed sites across all 10 districts of Jammu province and two revenue districts of Kupwara and Bandipura and Kashmir. However, mobile internet services will remain suspended in the districts of Badgam, Ganderbal, Baramulla, Srinagar, Kulgam, Anantnag, Shopian, and Pulwama. On Tuesday night, the administration had restored broadband services in institutions dealing with essential services. In a statement on the same day, the administration had asked internet service providers to install firewalls and carry out whitelisting of websites before resuming services. Social media websites are still banned in the region. Telecom service providers have also been asked to follow these directions immediately after they fulfil the necessary formalities. Last week, the Supreme Court had ordered the Jammu and Kashmir administration to review within a week all restrictive orders imposed on the Union Territory. In case you were not aware, according to the internet shutdown tracker, internet was shut down 95 times in India in 2019, making our beloved nation the country with the highest number of internet blockades in the world. A Delhi court today convicted two men for raping a five-year-old girl in East Delhi in 2013. Additional sessions judge Naresh Kumar Malhotra convicted Manoj Shah and Pradeep Kumar in the case. He said that the child, who was just five years old at that time, experienced exceptional depravity and extreme brutality. Shah and Kumar had raped the child and shoved objects like candles and bottles in her private parts in April 2013. They had run away after committing the crime, leaving the victim in Kumar's room, mistaking her as dead. The child was rescued 40 hours later. Manoj Shah and Pradeep Kumar were arrested by Delhi police separately from Muzaffarpur and Darbhanga respectively in 2013 itself. While the charge sheet was filed on May 24th and charges framed by the court on July 11th in the same year, it took more than five years to complete recording the statements of 57 prosecution witnesses in the POSCO court. Nirbhaya's mother, Asha Devi, called out lawyer Indira Singh today for daring to ask her to forgive the four convicts on death row for the gang rape and murder of her daughter in 2012. She said she couldn't believe how Indira Singh even dared to suggest such a thing. Even the several times she met her over the years in the Supreme Court, Asha Devi said not once did the lawyer ask her about her well-being. She said, and I quote, Such people make a living by supporting rapists. Hence, rape incidents don't stop. Unquote. Yesterday, Jaising had requested Asha Devi to follow the example of Congress President Sonia Gandhi, who had moved for the clemency of Nalini Murugan, the woman convicted for the assassination of her husband and former Prime Minister Rajiv Gandhi. A Delhi court had said yesterday that the four convicts will be hanged on February 1st at 6 a.m. The execution had been earlier scheduled for January 22nd but was delayed over a pending mercy petition filed by one of them. Do read the piece on News Laundry, published in collaboration with Fair Observer, that argues why capital punishment is not a deterrent for India's rape culture. Just before Union Home Minister Amit Shah's visit to the city of Hubali in Karnataka, a group of protesters raised Go Back Amit Shah slogans and released black balloons into the sky today. The protesters claimed to be members of Samvidhan Samrakshana Samiti. They staged a protest by sloganeering against Shah, NRC and CAA at the city's court circle, despite police denying them permission. However, they were later detained by the police. Shah, who arrived in Bangalore after attending a couple of events, will be travelling to Hubali to address a public meeting on Citizenship Amendment Act this evening as a part of BJP's nationwide mass awareness programme. We at News Laundry have been closely following the protests against CAA and NRC with ground reports and opinion pieces by experts of the field. Do check them out on our website and to help us continue bringing you such content, subscribe to us. Because News Laundry believes in the independence of news and that is why if you go to our website or even our YouTube channel, you'll notice we have zero advertisements. Because when the advertiser pays, the advertiser is served. But when the public pays, the public is served. So keep democracy alive and pay to keep news free. Researchers have claimed that the number of people infected by a mystery virus that killed two people in China is likely to be way more than what was officially reported. Today, Chinese health authorities said they have discovered four more cases of pneumonia following an outbreak of what is said to be a new strain of coronavirus. The statement marked the first confirmation of new cases by officials in almost a week. It came a day after the commission confirmed the death of a second patient. Chinese authorities said 45 people in the country had contracted the virus. The outbreak was centred around a seafood market in the city of Wuhan that is home to 11 million people. But a paper published yesterday by scientists from the Imperial College of London said that the number of people affected in the city was likely to be more than a thousand. Based on international flight traffic data from the city's airport and the number of cases reported outside China so far, two in Thailand and one in Japan, the scientists construed how many people could be infected in Wuhan. Meanwhile, airports in New York, San Francisco and Los Angeles have already begun screening passengers arriving from Wuhan. Now for some homegrown stuff from newslaundry.com. Do listen to the latest episode of Reporters Without Orders where I was joined by Ayush, Ismat, Anukriti and Meghnaad to talk about the tenacious women of Shaheen Bagh, India Today's JNU Sting and a lot more. Oh, by the way, according to the Lok Sabha calendar, the union budget of 2020 is set to be presented in the parliament on February 1st. But how is India's national budget linked to its economy? And what budgetary measures can the Modi government take to stop the economy from sliding further down? For the latest News Laundry Sena project, we've roped in Vivek Kaul, one of India's most influential writers on economics, to answer all these questions and more just for you. If you've read anything by Vivek, you'll know that he has a knack for simplifying even the most complex economic phenomena for laymen. Help us bring this series to life by becoming a NewsLaundry Sena member. Go to www.newslaundry.com/sena and find the budget with Vivek call project and contribute. If you face any issues while paying on the website, you can also send us money via PayPal at paypal.me/newslaundry. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Monday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent